Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion team looking for a great place to bring your friends and family head on over to Carbach Brewing for some fresh craft beer and damn good eats with our on-site restaurant and sprawling beer garden there's always something for everyone to enjoy so grab a Love Street Blonde or a Hopadillo IPA and kick back and relax and keep up with all of our events by following us on social media at Carbach Brewing Follow all of the off-season action on Asherline and come see us at the brewery for a cold beer seven days a week. And glad you could join us for another edition of Asherline presented by Carbock Brewing Company. Robert Ford, pleased to be joined by Jeff Blum. Good to see you, Jeff. Uh, you're in Houston. I'm down in West Palm Beach for spring training, but you're going to be getting to see some Astro spring training baseball here pretty soon. I'm excited about that. Some games on, on AT&T. Yeah, we're just trying to catch up to you guys. I know that uh, you, you you have the luxury of actually getting down to Florida. I know the weather's good. And, uh, you know, there is something to be said for getting around the game and starting to smell it, starting to see it, starting to hear it. And uh, I'm, I'm envious that you guys get to enjoy it. But, yeah, you're right. Starting March 14th, we're going to carry six games out of spring training. Unfortunately, we won't be down there sitting side by side with you guys. But, uh I'm excited to, to see baseball because I've been excited to sit down and have you guys uh, on the radio as I've been going around the house doing some chores. Well, we appreciate the plug for the Astros radio always. Uh, and thank, thanks for listening. And, you know, I, and I, and I hate that you guys aren't going to be down here. I mean, obviously we all understand why that is. Uh, what, what do you think you'll miss the most? I mean, you've been going to spring training as a broadcaster and as a player now for, for quite some time. What do you, what do you think you're going to miss most about, not actually being in camp. Uh, just the excitement that you see in everybody's face. You know, when, you know, we've all been together for the last eight or nine years where we've been in the middle of August and everybody's, you know, our jaws are hanging, our, our arms are dragging, the backpack's a little <laughs> bit heavier when we get to the field. But when you show up in spring training, there's such a joy. And I think it, you know, and I think this year there might be a little bit more joy than normal just because of the season we just came from with the COVID uh, 60 game schedule, the, you know, the abbreviated uh, 2020 season. And now you, we have the excitement of a full spring, a full major league season coming up, but I really do miss the interaction with, with people uh, other than my family. You know, it's nice to get down and see you guys and pick your brains about what you see with the Astros going on. And then we actually get to take it a step further and get around those guys and see them and talk to them, get a feel for what they did in the off season, get a feel for what their goals are for the 2021 season. And uh, there's nothing like actually putting your eyes on a baseball team that you're covering and 
you know, making your own assessment is what they've got to, to look forward to in 2021. But I miss the, the joy that baseball brings this time of year. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, there's still a lot of joy just knowing that baseball is being played. And I mean, isn't it great, though, to be talking baseball again and not <laughs> talking about is there going to be a season? How long is it going to be? Summer camp, pandemic, and obviously the pandemic is still going on. It certainly isn't over, but at least I think there's a feeling that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And because of that, I think it makes it a lot easier for, for people like us and for fans to, to really talk about baseball and get excited about the game again. Absolutely. Yeah, that excitement is, is something that I think we're all uh, fiending for. It's, it's something that's been missing in our lives for the last year and a half, it feels like. But, uh, you know, in this age of social media where everybody talks about trending, what's trending and uh, what's trending right now is towards a full season. And that's what we want to see. And that's why I think there's that that, that snowball of enjoyment that is following uh, the game of baseball, because, you know, basketball is in the middle of their season. Uh, football ended and, you know, we're just on the precipice of getting to March Madness. So really that void is being filled by the game of baseball. And I think baseball has been one of those sports. It's been able to be a little bit of a trailblazer in the sense that we have the longest season. We have the most to uh, gain by playing a full season. And uh, that's what the players have wanted. And that's what they're getting right now. And so I think we're all excited to see what we saw in a, a short season last year from some of these teams. Now we get to see it over an expanded normal season. And that's where I think a lot of, uh, you know, the, the projections and the excitement and the anticipation are setting in. All right. Well, we have a, a great show for you today. Uh, got a chance to talk with the Astros' last two top draft picks. We'll talk with Corey Lee, who was the Astros' first-round pick in 2019. And Alex Santos will also join us. He was the Astros' second-round pick in their first pick in the, in the 2020 draft. like to remind you, Astros' spring training is underway, and tickets are now on sale Come visit the ballpark of the Palm Beaches in sunny West Palm Beach, Florida, and usher in the start of the 2021 season. Visit astros.com slash spring to get your tickets today. We'll be back with more of Astrolife presented by Carbock Brewing Company right after this. Looking for a great place to bring your friends and family? Head on over to Carbock Brewing for some fresh craft beer and damn good eats. With our on-site restaurant and sprawling beer garden, there's always something for everyone to enjoy. So grab a Love Street Blonde or a Hopadillo IPA and kick back and relax. And keep up with all of our events by following us on social media at Carbach Brewing. Follow all of the off-season action on Asherline and come see us at the brewery for a cold beer seven days a week. Don't forget to check out the Astros Team Store that's in Union Station at Minute Maid Park for the largest selection of Astros merchandise. Stop by Minute Maid Park from Monday through Saturday for the latest Astros product and memorabilia or call in an order for stadium side pickup. That's what Robert does. Visit astros.com slash team store or call 1-800-ASTROS-4 for more information. Why leave your car if you don't have to? Especially when you're pulling up in a Bentley. Not quite. Visit astros.com slash team store or call 1-800-ASTROS-4 for more information. Welcome back to Astroline presented by Carbock Brewing Company. Hey, the Shriners Hospital for Children's College Classic is March 5th through the 7th at Minute Maid Park. This year's teams hail from all over the great state of Texas. Get your tickets to see Rice, Sam Houston State, TCU, Texas A&M Corpus Christi, Texas State, and Texas Tech face off in Houston. Visit astros.com slash college classic today well we got to chat with someone who was in college not too long ago with Corey Lee he was the Astros first round pick in 2019 and uh, good to see you and, and good to catch up with you here this this spring training and this is your first big league camp uh, but you were 
and uh, the one of some one of the minor leaguers who was up last year before minor league camp started with the big league club in spring training catching bullpens and, and getting a chance to know the guys has that helped you with your acclimation this year to to fully being in the big league camp now? Absolutely. I mean, uh, coming into the first spring training, we actually had. I was here for about five days, so I didn't get to really meet a lot of the older guys that have been in the organization for a while. So going to Corpus and meeting a bunch of the, the older guys, a couple draft classes above me, really helped me learn the development of what the Astros kind of are, are pushing us and pushing us to do. So picking their brains and really learning from them helped me extraordinary amounts. And um, I'm really, really fortunate to have that opportunity to go out there. Um, I want to go back to your draft day a little bit, just because not only do we have a Cal connection, but this one's going to be really interesting for you to hear. Um, my wife, who doesn't follow baseball pretty much anymore and has never, I don't think, followed a, a Major League Baseball draft, you are by far the only one that she knows that was ever drafted in Major League Baseball in the history wow. of the game. Wow. And the, re the reason is, is because her, her first name is Corey. Okay. With a K. And then her middle name is Lee. So she's there. Corey Lee Blum. So you, she already has your jersey, and I think she's ready for you to get to the big leagues. But, uh, you know, go back and tell us a little bit about your uh, draft day and what that experience was like when you found out you got drafted by the Astros. It was unbelievable, man. It was um, never really something that I thought was going to come true. Um, I always worked for it, obviously. Um, so kind of I was like blinded by it um, the entire year I was just had my head down and I kept on playing my game um, never really thought about the draft at all and then obviously there, there was the scouts there playing behind Andrew Vaughn um, there's a bunch of people waiting to watch him so I got the opportunity to, to show what I can do and took it for what it was and um, it was an incredible year um, from there on out I think my life is completely just flipped and um, extremely thankful for the opportunities that that cow gave me, because if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be in my situation now today. Um, so I keep on, I keep on looking back and it just, it seems like it's like a dream coming true. I keep on repeating it and it's, it's, it's true. So it's, it's pretty fun. And I think what a lot of fans don't understand about you is, is like you said, they, you know, you were hitting behind Andrew Vaughn, who's now with the White Sox, their number one pick. And there was a real transition from your sophomore year to your junior year. So the work ethic is already there. But what adjustments did you make in that junior season at Cal that vaulted you into this uh, prospect status and, uh, you know, for the Astros? Yeah, it was just the opportunity for me to play. Um, my freshman and sophomore year, I was behind Ty Green. He was a catcher that we had at Cal. Um, I got the opportunity to kind of hit in the lineup, play a little bit of third base. But the my junior year, I really got the opportunity to really catch and learn the type of player that I am behind the plate. Also, transitioning that to my ABs. So getting consistent ABs, getting to, to play behind him every day, really, really helped my development. You know, talking about getting a chance to finally play every day your junior year at Cal, and, and catching on a regular basis. I know in college, it's a little different in terms of, you know, a lot of times the, the coach calls the games and, and, and all that. What was that situation like for you? And what has the process been like for you just kind of learning how to call a game? I don't know how much you did in college, but, but you know, certainly at the pro level as well. Absolutely. At college, uh, we had our head coach, Mike New. He was a pitching coach. And uh, picking his brain in college really helped me learn how to learn the game 
at a pro level. So if that's if that's calling the game, if that's managing your your pitching staff, if that's kind of being the the coordinator behind the plate for the for the infield. Um, I got the experience that at Cal and they kind of gave me full range of, of calling my games. And obviously some in summer ball leagues um, in college, I got to call my own games. So going into pro ball, I had that base. And then now that I'm in here, I'm just learning what the, these pitchers are incredible. They know exactly what they're doing. So I don't really have to teach them as much as just kind of guiding them through of what they got to do. So just learning the game and picking the, uh, the older guys' brains apart is, uh, is kind of my way of going right now. Yeah, and I think being in big league camp, especially for catchers, is a great thing. And now this being the second big league camp that you've been able to be a part of, everything we hear about Brent Strom is how great he is at working with pitchers and developing them and creating new avenues for them to become better at the big leagues. Have you had much interaction with Brent Strom and how much uh, has he helped you behind the plate working with some of his pitchers? I have. He's, he's in the bullpen every single day that I'm catching lives and I'm catching in the bullpen and watching them do their work is, is incredible. Watching him talk to the pitchers, making the, the, the communication between the, the pitchers and him is extreme clear. They know exactly what their plan is for each individual. Um, there's thousands of pitchers in this, in this world of baseball. And um, I'm pretty sure that he can connect with each and every single one of them. So. Now you mentioned Andrew Vaughn, your teammate at Cal, who you, you hit behind last year and wound up being the, the third overall pick in the draft by the, by the White Sox. And you were also picked in the first round, 32nd overall uh, by the Astros in, in the 2019 draft. Uh, I mean, obviously, like you said, there were a lot of scouts at Cal games to see Andrew Vaughn. At what point did you realize, hey, some of these guys are, are watching me, too? Honestly, if I'm being if I'm being completely honest, I had my head down the entire season. Um, obviously, like we keep on repeating ourselves, Vaughn had that name. Vaughn had that prospect um, kind of headline, and I was I was always under the radar. So I love being that guy. I'm not the guy to kind of run out and say, "Oh, this is who I am." I'm just kind of there to play, and um, that's kind of my game. So sticking to my game and doing that all year got me into the the position that I am today. All right. I've got to ask, you know, my brother was a catcher and I've met some, you know, tough guys behind the plate. Brad Osmus mm -hmm. was another guy who was kind of smaller in uh, stature, but played behind home plate. Why did you want to become a catcher? Everybody's throwing 95 to 100 miles an hour mm -hmm. with turbo sliders. Why would you want to get behind the plate? Keeps you in the game. Uh, every single every single pitch um, you are in the game. Um, I've tried playing different positions. I've tried sitting at third and I've tried being in the outfield, but I cannot be locked into the game like I am behind the plate ever. And um, it's, a, it's a special position. I take, I love it. I love catching. Um, whenever I talk about catching, I, I fall in love with it even more just because there's this non, never ending process of catching because some things are going to change there's different pitchers out there that like different setups different type of communication too so um it's it's a position that i love and i'm always going to love my older brother was a catcher so 
That's cool. Now, catching has taken on a whole different art form these days, too, with the ability mm -hmm. to frame. Uh, give the fans an idea of what that means. You know, what does framing exactly mean for a guy who is actually behind the home plate trying to get pitches for his pitcher? You got to make it pretty. My my biggest thing <laughs> is, is making it pretty to the eye because the guy that's right behind me is calling the balls and strikes. And if he looks at a ball that that you're presenting pretty well and that looks clean and it looks smooth – I think that is that is the number one priority as a catcher. It is in your job description to catch the ball, so that's number one. Um, to, and then the second part of it is just making everything look pretty and making it easier for the pitcher and uh, really, really trusting us behind the plate. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it, making it pretty. And I, I love what you said, too, about number one is you got to catch the ball. And I think about <laughs> Johnny. That's, some, that's something Johnny Bench talks about a lot. Uh, obviously framing wasn't as big when he played, but it kind of talk about the balance between there's so much emphasis on framing now that I think you see some catchers who they focus on framing more than actually catching the ball and you see guys on one knee and, and, and stuff like that more. How do you try to strike that balance between, Hey, making sure that you you're in a position where you can present the ball well, but you're also in a position to make sure that, you know, the ball doesn't, doesn't get away from you. doesn't go to the back. So do it. Practicing in the bullpen has been my main priority because that's that's the only game live reps that a catcher can really get. You can go in a, in a batting cage setting and you can have the machine kind of firing fastballs at you, but it's not going to be anything compared to a live pitcher on the mound throwing 96 with some sink or a banger curveball that's going to dirt that you got to block it. And it's that reaction time. So the way that I go about catching is making the bullpens as live as I can, making the live ABs as game-like as I can because you can't really get those reps back and you can't really practice those reps unless you are fully bought into the, the game mode. Yeah, we talked earlier about your uh, relationship with Brent Strom, and I think what's interesting, and many people may not know this, is, is that your manager now, Dusty Baker, has a son that you played with at the University of California, yes. uh, Darren Baker, who is still at Cal. Uh, I first I want to know about the relationship between you and Darren, and then mm -hmm. has that given you a leg up on everybody else because you know Dusty a little bit better from seeing him in the stands at Cal? So Darren and I, we got really, really close his freshman year coming in. Um, I was a sophomore and he was a freshman. So I got to really, I guess, not take him under my wing, but really learn from him because I, I say to this day, whenever someone asks me about him, he is the most baseball savvy second baseman that I've played with in my life because he's been around the big leagues. He's been around his dad his entire life. He's seen players go through things that I probably will never even see. And he saw it at such a young age, which improved his development on just out of, out of the charts. So that relationship helped me in college. And then obviously junior year, Dusty tried to come to all the games. So I got to talk to him, grow a relationship with him before I even knew that he was going to have an impact on my life. Like he is right now um, as my manager. So um I wouldn't say that it's putting a, a step ahead of it, but I do feel comfortable talking to him. I do feel comfortable working about the swing. I do feel comfortable talking to him about my family, about his family. We have a really, really strong connection and relationship that is really, really special. And um, I'm really, really fortunate to have him in my life and um, especially the way that he is right now.
Oh, that's really neat. And, you know, talking about family, tell, tell us a little bit about your family. You mentioned you had a brother who was a catcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was what was the baseball exposure like for you in your family? And, and uh, you know, as Blummer, piggybacking on something Blummer asked you earlier, when did you decide that you, you know, hey, behind the plate, this is where I need to be? Yeah, my older brother, so he's 10 years older than me. He's the one that really introduced me to baseball. Um, he was a catcher at UC San Diego. Um, he was an extremely good catcher, and I feel like if he was in today's game of baseball, he would be one of the best. Um, but at that time, they weren't really looking at the, the D2 type of players. And watching him um, probably when I was – around like 10 and he was, he was 21 in college and I got to be the bat boy for, for their team. So I got to be in the dugout. I got to see what he would do. I got to see how kind of college baseball was forming at a really, really young age, which made my player development go up also. So probably when I was around 10, I, I fell in love with it, just watching my brother and I fell in love with it watching the game because when you're watching TV and you're watching an MOB game, you're watching the catcher the entire game because he's he's the one that's controlling it. So I I love that. I love being in control of the game. I love kind of being the quarterback, I guess. Um, but it's it's a position that I I just love. So so when you're watching big league games nowadays, and I know it's it's transitioned a little bit. So even if you had a favorite catcher back in the day, it might be a little bit different than the, how you guys are playing the game now. I think it's evolved quite a bit. But when you're sitting down watching a you know watching TV and baseball is on, and there's a certain catcher catching a game, which catcher would you stop and watch play the game? I watch Romuto. I watch Romuto all the time. Um, the new style of catching on the one knee and the 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 being able to throw I take that into consideration I kind of compare draw comparisons to the type of player that I am to the type of players that I'm watching um so Romuto he has a really really good arm really really defensive catcher real athletic behind there also has the bat um also McCann I watch him always he's a bigger body I kind of compare to what I can do and what other guys can do because catching is a it's all about being comfortable and kind of being able to move and being able to do certain things. And one catcher might not be able to do one thing than the other. Um, so really just narrowing down to the, to the guys that I can kind of relate to. What about growing up or were there players that you, you really looked up to that you idolize? I know you're from the San Diego area. Were you, were you a big Padres fan cheering, cheering, cheering on Blummer? <laughs> I was, but you know what? I'm, I'm going to be honest. It was tough to be a Padres fan when I was a kid. Uh, <laughs> it, we, we didn't win too many games, but uh, it was a Petco Park is an incredible feeling whenever you get in there. I'm, I'm always saying the day that I get to step in that field, it's going to be a dream come true. It's going to be unbelievable. It's going to be an experience that I'm never going to forget about, but um Padres have always always got a, a spot in my heart, trust me. All right, so you're a Southern California kid like I was. I grew up in L.A., you growing up in San Diego. We both chose to go to a school in Northern California. Who's, it's, and we can be honest, it's not notorious for being a baseball factory, even though there have been some seriously quality players come out of the University of California. But when you're getting recruited out of high school, what made you choose to go to a place like Cal, where you know not only are you going to have to uh, 
play in the Pac-12, which is a tough conference, but you're also going to have to go to school, man. I knew it was going to be a challenge. Um, I'm not the guy to take an easy route. Um, I'm the guy to to really work for to what I'm going to get. Um, so I knew going into it, it was going to be hard. And I knew the the players and the coaches that were there for me was the best decision that I can make. Um, obviously, you can't turn down the academics at Cal. I really I keep on saying that it's a it's a hidden gem over there. It's it's crazy because, like you said, no one really knows about Cal baseball and no one really knows about Cal basketball or Cal football, but it's the student athletes there are different. We're all different because we have to go through it. Um, I, whenever I try to talk about college, it's, I bring up Berkeley and I say that it's a, it's a one of a kind place. Um, Don't really know if you go there to visit, but to go there for college, um, it's a it's a really really good spot to go there for um, player development and also on the academic sides. You know, talking about uh, player development, obviously this past year really difficult in that regard with the pandemic. Uh, no minor league season. You haven't played a full minor league season yet since you were drafted in, in 2019. You just got that time in, in the New York Penn League, and, and that's it so far. What were you doing? And I know you were. I believe you were at the Astros alternate site in September. But what were you doing before that? Uh, I mean, it was a while before they officially canceled the minor league season. I think a lot of guys kind of knew it was going to happen. But what, what were you doing to try and, and just get some reps and, 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 and work on your game? I had a, a group of two or three guys that I've known since high school that I've uh, really grown up with on the baseball end of things and also in life. Um, so every day I had a couple guys – I had a – a roommate that lived with me at my house. Um, we built a cage in my backyard. We had a park in our, through the Creek. We'd walk through the Creek. We'd go play at the park. We'd go run around every day trying to stay busy. I felt like I was like a little kid again, honestly, because every day I'd wake up and then I'd be like, okay, like I'm going to go to the park. I'm going to go throw. And I was just trying to stay busy, honestly, and trying to make my own season, I guess you can say, just because we didn't have it. And that's the way that I, develop better i believe yeah no no that's good i my question yeah. was you said you went through yeah. the creek were you uh please tell me there was a bridge over that creek oh yeah yeah no, it, it was, it was Throw on some hip waders and go <laughs> yep so we, we would go over there, got some, play catch, yeah. and then um we we built a home gym so um especially in california everything was shut down so we didn't really have a lot of things to to go do so making the most of what we had and um i'm really fortunate to have the guys that were there with me um, because it also helped me teaching them and they taught me. And it was a really, really open conversation about um, developing at that time. So having them on my side and kind of having all the resources in the tip of my hands and just kind of figuring out what I had to do each day to get better. Yeah. We are talking with Corey Lee catching prospect for the Houston Astros. And we've heard a lot about the catching aspect, the mentality of being behind the plate, working with pitchers, but let the fans know what kind of hitter, uh, Corey Lee is man love to hit um, it's part of the game that's what I sign up for um, I kind of I'm a, I'm a person to believe that catching is one thing and hitting is a completely different other thing because if you if you bring in catching the hitting you're not going to be as well as as you can be if you're just focused on hitting if you're not going to be as good as a catcher if you're focused on hitting um, so narrowing down uh, just to where you are in that moment and hitting is, is my biggest thing that I kind of keep on reminding myself right now. Um, just cause you can get caught up with, um, 
everything behind the plate and kind of bring it in your hitting and that's not going to help you. So I love to hit. Um, I love to swing every day. I love working on my swing. I love progressing with the swing. The Astros have taught me more than I've ever known in my life. Um, I never really had that hitting coach. So having them kind of right by my side and I know that they're going to fight for me and I know they're going to do what's right for me um, makes me feel really, really good about myself. All right, Corey Lee, we're really excited that you're able to join us. Looking forward to seeing how how your career develops and uh, can't wait to see you in an Astros uniform at Minute Maid Park here, hopefully in the in the near future. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you guys. Absolutely. That was Astros catcher Corey Lee, first round pick in 2019. Hey, I'd like to remind you, inspired by the 2021 Lexus IS, the Astros are on the mission to find the ultimate all-in fan from fiercely authentic to confident and bold. The Astros All-In Fan is proud to represent the Astros in everything they do. Submit a video showing up why you should be considered as the Astros All-In Fan today. Visit Astros.com slash All-In to learn more. Coming up next, we'll hear from the Astros' first draft pick in 2020. Alex Santos will join us as Astroline, presented by Carback Brewing Company, continues. Looking for a great place to bring your friends and family? Head on over to Carbach Brewing for some fresh craft beer and damn good eats. With our on-site restaurant and sprawling beer garden, there's always something for everyone to enjoy. So grab a Love Street Blonde or a Hopadillo IPA and kick back and relax. And keep up with all of our events by following us on social media at Carbach Brewing. Follow all of the off-season action on Astroline and come see us at the brewery for a cold beer seven days a week. Welcome back to Astroline presented by Carbach Brewing Company. And we talked with Corey Lee earlier, the Astros' first-round pick in 2019. Now we get a chance to talk with Alex Santos, who was the Astros' first draft pick in 2020. He was picked in the second round since the Astros did not have a first-round pick in 2020. Uh, a young man from the Bronx, who I'm excited about personally, being from the Bronx, and also professionally. You're the uh, second-round pick of the Astros last year, and I know it had to be exciting for you to get drafted and uh, you know, normally you're thinking, all right, go get signed, go out, play a, a minor league season, or at least part of a minor league season. You haven't even gotten a chance to play in a game yet. So uh, take us back to the day you were drafted uh, and what that experience was like for you and, and whether you were aware that, that you might get drafted where you were. Yeah, I mean, it was it was awesome. It was a really uh, great experience. Um, I got to spend it with my family uh, in my uncle's backyard. So I had a couple of like, family members, friends there. Um, and it was just awesome, you know, like hearing my name getting called on the TV, like, you know, it's always been a dream of mine to get drafted. And, you know, when I was younger, looking up to like, you know, the, seeing all the players like MLB players playing and stuff like that. And you always think like, damn, like, you know, I want to do that one day. And like, you know, just hearing my name being called and like, you know, getting the chance to play professional baseball, you know, that was just it was mind blowing. It was just kind of, you know, an experience I'll never forget. And what a unique experience it was. And you know, it's unique in the sense that I'm not sure if many people know this, but Alex, you are from the Bronx in New York. You grew up a Yankee fan. You talked about, I read a couple of Yankee blogs actually and read about your name in the Yankee blogs and you would work out and you'd go running near the stadium and things like that. And yet you get drafted by the Astros. Yes, it's exciting getting drafted to uh, to chase a dream, but what, what was the feeling when you found out that the Astros were the team that actually drafted you? To be honest, I would just, like, my first thought was just, like, you know, there's such a great, like, uh, pitching, like, program. Like, they produce a lot of great pitchers. 
And that was like the first thing that came to my mind. And I was just like, you know, I've, it's like such a coincidence that it was the Yankees Astros like <laughs> situation. But like, I feel like, you know, I got put in a great situation, you know, getting drafted by the Astros and, you know, being a pitcher and, you know, getting to learn like new things and, you know, develop better. Yeah, uh, you know, mentioned growing up in the Bronx, which of course is where I'm from as well. And you grew up a, a Yankees fan. Uh, what was uh, your exposure like to the Yankees and to baseball growing up? Did you get to go to many games at, at Yankee Stadium? I, you know, I know I've read that you and your dad used to work out at the park that's across the street from current Yankee Stadium, which is actually where old Yankee Stadium was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which was, is awesome, by the way. That is an incredible setup. It really yep. is. So what was, what was kind of your exposure to, to baseball and, and to, to going to games, at, at Yankee games when you were a kid? Yeah, so I had, you know, my, my family is just a big baseball family. So, you know, I lived maybe five minutes from Yankee Stadium. So <laughs> me and my dad would, like, get, uh, you know, get tickets and we'll walk there. You know, I'll be at Yankee games, like, all the time. And, like, growing up, like, you know, you practice in different parks. You know, me and my dad would just get up early, um, you know, walk to the – walk or take the train, sometimes take the car or whatever to uh, to that field where old Yankee Stadium was. And, uh, you know, I would get my work in there um, and, you know, just did, did my thing over there. Yeah, my first thought in knowing that you live five minutes from the stadium is that if, when you do get called up and the Astros do go to Yankee Stadium, you will probably opt to stay at home <laughs> instead of having <laughs> to get on, that, get on that bus and come from Manhattan, which is like, it feels like a 45-minute drive sometimes. Um, but there, there's a strong connection between New York and Houston, most notably with uh, Andy Pettit and Roger Clemens. Have you had a chance to meet either of those guys? Yeah, that's a. I, I met actually uh, Andy Pettit. Uh, my I think it was 2019 summer. Uh, I did uh, the PDP league, okay. um, and he was one of the uh, pitching coaches there. Um, and you know, I got some info off of him. You know, he gave me some tips on like, you know, he saw me pitch in the bullpens and stuff. Um, and it was pretty cool. And I actually met Derek Jeter as well too. Oh, awesome! Yeah, that's really neat. Where did you get? You met Jeter through that same league? Yeah, same thing. Yeah. Wow. It was so, like uh, it was like a, it's like the top eighty prospects. Uh, you know, they came together for like a whole month, and we were like, I we were at um IMG Academy, and we just stood there and did work, and that was like the, it was like diff three different trials. It was that, then it was like high school all star game, and then the USA tryouts it was like all that was combined. That's that's pretty cool. Um, so I know you've talked a lot, and I've read a lot. Uh, about you and your dad and you're Alex Santos the second so your dad yeah. also Alex uh what was his what how far did he get playing the game I'm assuming he played baseball as well how far did, did he get playing the game and and what's kind of his you know his knowledge base and how much has he been able to teach you about about the game yeah so he played uh he played a bunch in Puerto Rico and then when he came to uh when he came to the U.S. he uh played all the way up to high school um but then had like uh he had like a little injury I think he like broke his ankle or something like that and uh you know he kind of like stopped but you know he got a lot of experience from you know my his uncle which was he played like a like pro leagues in in Puerto Rico so he got to learn from there and then just over the years like you know he taught me like all the basics like everything that I learned from like as a little kid that was like all my dad and then over the years like just 
you know, we went to different, you know, going to different trainers, trying to find the right one. Um, you know, he learned a bunch and, you know, implemented it all. Like, you know, when he would see the mistakes and do this and that. And then, uh, you know, I got up to like, I think it was my seventh or eighth grade year. Um, I met my coach now that I've had for, you know, all the way up to now. His name is Melvin Perez. Um, and then from there, you know, you know, my dad still teaches me and, you know, sees stuff like, you know, if he sees mistakes and stuff, he'll show me. But, uh, you know, I go to like my my guy, Melvin, now he, uh, you know, teaches me everything. He's like my pitching coach, my mentor. Like, it's a mix of like him and my dad. Like, that's the dynamic duo. It's good to have those coaches to lean on, especially it's great to have that parent, too, that's always watching those games. I know they watch them in a different way. Um, Alex, give fans who are listening to this, give them a little bit of a scouting report on the stuff that you have. There's plenty of video out there because you talked about some of the leagues and camps that you've been to. But tell the fans at home what your repertoire is and give yourself a little bit of a scouting report. Um, well, so I have I have five pitches. I have a fastball, two seam, a change up, curveball, slider. Um, you know, I've gotten my fastball up to like 97. Uh, actually, in instructs, I was the first time I ever got up to like, I don't think it's actually, no, it was like 96. Um, but I've hit 97 once in a bullpen. Just got to throw it out there. <laughs> but uh, like yeah, hey, you got to top um, out, right? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm a real, like, I, I, I feel like I'm a starter. Like, you know, I, I like to, uh, I'm a big competitive guy. So I like to compete with my fastball. Um, you know, show people like, you know, what my fastball can do. And like, you know, over the course of the game, if they start, you know, realize, you know, seeing it or whatever, then I start mixing in like my curveball slider. Um, and even now, like now, since I've gotten to Houston, um, I've learned so much. Like, it's crazy, like using all the cameras and different, you know, coaches like helping me. And, you know, I've gotten to change my curveball grip um, and my slider grip and tweak my fastball a little bit and now like you know over like rap soto and track man and stuff like you can see like the big you know the, the difference between the way i was throwing it in high school and the way i'm throwing it now um and it's pretty incredible so your first exposure really at least in person to to the astros and and some of their coaching was you were at instructional league as you mentioned uh which they you know there yeah. was a few weeks of instructional league uh, in the fall. Uh, I mean, that had to be, had to have been a great experience for you because obviously you didn't get a chance to play in the minor leagues yet. Uh, and that was actually, I mean, you were facing other Astros guys and I believe you guys played some games against some, some other teams as well, but it had to feel good just to, to face batters again. Right. Yeah, it was pretty sick. It was just, uh, we got to, um, you know, we got there, you know, we did our throwing programs and everything and, we started throwing our bullpens and then progressively, I think like by the third week, third, I think it was third week, we were throwing live BPs. We didn't face anybody else. We okay. kind of kept it together. So we faced each other like uh, inner squads. Um, and that was pretty cool because, you know, I didn't throw, I haven't, like I didn't really throw to a batter and I don't know, since like that summer, I think it was, it's crazy. I mean, it's pretty cool. Oh, so, and you're in big league camp right now. I want to know what the vibe right now is like in camp. Cause I, you know, I'm not privy, you know, like uh, Robert Ford's down there. You're obviously way into it because you're on that roster that's able to go out there and work out. 
uh, give fans at home an idea of the vibe of Astros uh, spring training right now? Dude, it's just such a, I don't know, man. I think, you know, since me being like 19 years old, it's kind of like just an insane feeling, like, you know, being there, like, you know, surrounded by like McCullers, Granky, like, you know, everybody on the like pitching uh, roster. Um, and it's just like, everybody's just so helpful. You know, everybody wants to see each other win. So, you know, any, any questions you have, you can go up to Lance and ask him like, you know, he'll always give you an answer, like try to help you out, try to figure it out. And it's just like a, you know, it's just a nice chill, like a really like relaxed kind of like cool vibe. Like everybody, you know, everybody's there to like see you win. So it's pretty cool. Is there anyone in particular? I mean, you mentioned McCullers, but is there anyone in particular that has really like kind of like taken you under their wing or that you, you find yourself talking to more than others? Uh, yeah, Lance, actually. Um, you know, I've asked him a bunch of questions. Um, you know, he's given like me a lot of like, you know, answers to my questions, like, you know, trying to figure out certain things. And, you know, he's kind of like taking me under his wing, like, and like, you know, keeping me on track and stuff. What, what do you anticipate your 2021 season uh, looking like? Yeah, I know that you're in big league camp, so you're going to get a lot of eyes on you. But uh, like you said, you're, you're very young at 19 years old. This will be your first minor league season. Uh, what do you envision? Uh, how would you like to see your 2021 season go? Uh, you know, I would like to, you know, see me having a minor league season and, you know, going in there and, you know, just showing everybody what I got, man, you know finally pitching in a game against others, like other teams, like that's going to be like pretty cool. Um, but yeah, you know, I just want to go in there and do my thing and have a great 2021 season. So, I mean, you're a fellow Bronx guy. I got to ask you some stuff about the Bronx. I mean, <laughs> this, this is where I step out and just listen right now. I'll take notes. So, you know, you grew up in the Bronx. We were talking before we, we came on. We, you grew up not too far from, from where I grew up. Uh, what do you, uh, you know, I mean, obviously it's where you've, you've lived your whole life. What do you think you're going to miss most about being in the Bronx full time now that you're spending more time away from home? What do you love most about, about where you grew up? Um, what do I love most? I would say just like the the uh, I don't know, like the, the vibe that you get there, like you have to kind of like you kind of have to just grind your way like every day. Like it's kind of like just a fast paced city. So, you know, there's no slacking. There's always like, you know, there's all there's always like, you know, the Bronx has a bunch of like great kids, like players, baseball players and stuff. And I feel like just the vibe there is just everybody wants to eat. So. You got to be that early bird that gets up and goes and, you know, does his thing before everybody else. I'm going to kind of miss that kind of like, you know, vibe that like, you know, get up. Because I used to wake up like 530 every morning to go practice and stuff. I'm kind of going to miss that. And, you know, friends and family, but they're always uh, accessible to come down and come see me and stuff. So it's going to be sick. What are you uh, most looking forward to, uh, you know, I mean, obviously we talk about like actually competing because you didn't have a high school season either last year, which a lot of people may not realize in the Bronx, in addition to not being able to pitch after you got drafted by the Astros. What are you most looking forward to besides the actual competition to 
to starting your career and getting a chance to go to some of these these minor league cities that I'm sure you you've never been to before. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm like looking forward to like you know meeting like all these like new people and like you know making new friends and kind of just like you know vibing out with different people and like you know living the grind with like new people making new friends and kind of just like you know living on the road I guess. Well, it's certainly going to be a different experience. Alex Santos, we're really happy you're in the Astros organization. Looking forward to seeing you get into some games. And uh, so, so glad, so glad you're able to join us today. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. No, right. Thanks for coming on, Alex. And best of luck to you, man. That was Astros pitcher Alex Santos. Like to remind you, Astros spring training is underway and tickets are now on sale. Come visit the ballpark of the Palm Beaches in sunny West Palm Beach, Florida, and usher in the start of the 2021 season. Visit astros.com spring to get your tickets today. Plummer and I will be back one final time on Astroline, presented by Carbock Brewing Company after this. Looking for a great place to bring your friends and family? Head on over to Carbock Brewing for some fresh craft beer and damn good eats. With our on-site restaurant and sprawling beer garden, there's always something for everyone to enjoy. So grab a Love Street Blonde or a Hopadillo IPA and kick back and relax. And keep up with all of our events by following us on social media at Carbock Brewing. Carbach Brewing Company is the proud sponsor of Astroline. Discover the Palm Beaches. Experience legendary hospitality in Florida's golf capital with special rates at the area's best resorts. Miles of uncrowded beaches stretch from Jupiter to Boca Raton. Small cities and beach towns are waiting for you to explore. More than 160 sun-soaked golf courses are inviting you to play. Start planning your next trip at thepalmbeaches.com. Robert Ford back with Jeff Blum on Astroline presented by Carbog Brewing Company. Hey, I'd like to remind you, inspired by the 2021 Lexus IS, the Astros are on the mission to find the ultimate all-in fan. From fiercely authentic to confident and bold, the Astros all-in fan is proud to represent the Astros in everything they do. Submit a video showing up why you should be considered as the Astros all-in fan today. Visit astros.com slash all-in to learn more. Well, I tell you what, Blummer, I'm all in on the future of the Astros. After talking to a couple of the Astros' top draft picks, Corey Lee and Alex Santos, great to hear from, from both of those guys. And uh, I, I, I don't know about you, but it just makes me that much more excited to, to see these guys get out there and, and get closer to the big leagues. Yeah, and that's another beauty of this job is that we have the ability to not only, you know, see these guys, scout them in our own mind and wonder how they're going to be used and evaluate them, but we also get to see the personality. I thought it was kind of fun going from the left coast to the right coast and and getting a different uh, mentality from a catcher, a different mentality from a young pitcher. It's hard to believe that uh, Alex Santos is only 19 and touching 97 like he talked about so that was a lot of fun to hear and exciting but I'm with you I think you know one thing that we've learned in our careers together broadcasting for the Astros is they've done a very good job in drafting and developing and I think that's a unique trait for an organization to have but these are two guys that I think that they're going to count on definitely in the future and probably a lot sooner than we may think. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it seems like it's going to be interesting, don't you think, to see how this develops after not having any minor league season in 2020. We saw a lot of guys on the Astros and other teams get to the big leagues probably sooner than a lot of teams would have anticipated. And it's, you know, no minor league season, how that affects development moving forward. I feel like we could see even more guys throughout baseball get to the big leagues a little sooner because of that. 
Yeah, I, I firmly agree with that. And it was weird, you know, as much as some guys' clocks were sped up last year, this season, you know, guys are going to have to play some catch up like Corey Lee and Alex Santos, who missed out on that year of, you know, working out of the alternate site. And now they're going to try and progress a little bit. But I feel like this day and age and the way that pitching is shaping up and the stories that we're hearing out of other camps is that they're really going to rely on healthy right arms. And who knows, maybe Alex Santos, if he proves enough, he can jump a couple levels and make an appearance here in the next year or two. But you and I both know that uh, pitching is going to be key. And I think the Sugarland Express in between Houston and Sugarland is going to be vital to the Astros' success this season. Without a doubt, without a doubt. Like to remind you, Astros Spring Training is underway and tickets are now on sale. Come visit the ballpark of the Palm Beaches in sunny West Palm Beach, Florida, and usher in the start of the 2021 season. Visit astros.com slash spring to get your tickets today. Well, I'd like to thank everybody who made this broadcast possible. Our studio producer is Bob Elliott. Our producer engineer is Matt Bolt. I'd also like to thank Alex Santos and Corey Lee for joining us as well. You've been listening to Astroline presented by Carbock Brewing Company. Looking for a great place to bring your friends and family? Head on over to Carbock Brewing for some fresh craft beer and damn good eats. With our on-site restaurant and sprawling beer garden, there's always something for everyone to enjoy. So grab a Love Street Blonde or a Hopadillo IPA and kick back and relax. And keep up with all of our events by following us on social media at Carbock Brewing. Carbock Brewing Company is the proud sponsor of Asherline. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.